0: we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for February 8th, 2021. And uh, again, the uh, information that we're covering today is just, it becomes more incomprehensible by the week. Um, Satan's agenda and plans are increasingly coming out in the open. There's no more facade, there's no more wondering, there's no more saying, oh, is this a conspiracy theory or is it not? The things that maybe I, me and a lot of other people for decades have taken flack for saying, oh, that'll never happen. Even though the Bible was a clear indicator that things we would be going into dark days and things like this would be manifesting. <clears throat> So we're gonna be covering a lot of very heavy-duty information today. Gonna to open us up with our 2020, actually this is 2021. Strategic warfare prayer. Really, there's no there's no need to even put a date on this, like a year, because this would be applicable to any time that we're we're living in. So if you're if you're new to the ministry, this these types of warfare prayers, um, you don't want to just automatically enter into and start this type of prayer um, if you're not if you haven't taken certain precautionary steps um, that gets into a lot of other different areas like the bible says if i regard iniquity in my heart the lord will not hear me you just don't want to have a lot of open doors for the enemy to come in and attack you because these are the types of prayers that are going to get you on satan's radar so i bare minimum i tell people you know pray when jesus said you pray like pray like this this is kind of a template like the lord's prayer and um putting on the full armor of god every day uh psalm 64 and if you're not familiar with that concept of imprecatory prayers just key that in psalm 64 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com those are some bare minimum things i would do prior to engaging in these types of prayers and also i've done several teachings on the subject of prayer that you can just key that in and that those will all come up so without further ado i'll go ahead and start us out father god in the name of, of the lord jesus christ we nullify dismantle cancel and forcefully oppose all satanic operations maneuvers and subversions strategies tactics plots plans, and ploys, which are designed to hinder, prevent, frustrate, foil, deny, or delay God's original plans and purposes from the quick, speedy uh, manifestation taking place in the correct time and season. We rebuke and dismantle all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every evil, covert, and clandestine effort and endeavor fail. Cause the truth, cause the news media to be caught in their line and manipulations so that only the truth is manifested. We decree that every satanic strategy of inhibition, prohibition, and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We declare all invisible invisible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O oh God, confound the devices and evil plans of their enemy that they have crafted, so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into their own pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them. Let them turn on and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness and to bring an end to all deceptive and secretive, uh, destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. For this reason, the Son of God was made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. We overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood. We overthrow spoken words and enchantments, divinations, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, Witchcraft prayers and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes. According to Isaiah 54 17 We reverse the curses associated with all these ceremonies rituals utterances and their plans to bring about a chaotic bloody revolution in in America uh, And elsewhere and to usher in the martial law in the new world order We decree and declare that their plans shall be uncovered and shall not prevail Their plans shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact and their threatenings in violent verbal dealings are returned to them 100-fold. Father, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events leading to the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Send divine, powerful, angelic forces against the diabolical plans To frustrate and expose them so that they will be dismantled. Dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kinds of angels necessary to enforce your perfect will on the United States of America and upon all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person in the government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom to come upon them. Cause them to be a holy trumpet shedding light upon the dark hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided and when they communicate it, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial or any other wicked spirits and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural or spirit realm. Cause every evil spirit that is released from their diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the realm of the spirit so that they hit the bullseye. Let the laws that govern this prayer and all spiritual warfare strategies and tactics be binding by the word, the blood, and by the Holy Spirit. We seal this prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lamb amen and in this prayer just so you know <clears throat> when we're saying things along the way there's bible verses that they're citing which is kind of drawing upon okay this is where we get this, the scriptural precedent. the scriptural precedent to pray these types of things because of this verse in the bible because of this so those verses are all there i'm just not stating them as we go along Okay, so without further ado, we're gonna go right into the study. Now, the information we're covering, especially initially, um, it's not going to be for everybody. Uh, This would be like viewer discretion. This would be like, you don't really want children um, hearing this or being exposed to this type of thing. Now, I'm not gonna go into every gory detail. And this is where you have to draw the line. I had a listener this week email me about this, about talking about these things. And the Bible talks about reproving the unfruitful works of darkness and having no fellowship with them. Well, in order to reprove them, that, word's, that word means to to make, make manifest, to shed light on. But then it goes on to say that it is a shame for, for those things that are done in secret to be spoken of. So I believe what the Bible's trying to say there in that list of verses is that you don't have to go into the gory details of the particular act you may be trying to expose. Like we're going to be talking about a lot of, this is the first report is boys and girls being sold for sex during COVID-19. But if we don't talk about it at all and, and, and nobody is aware of it, well, then there's probably zero prayer going up about it. Now that can't be God's will. There's no awareness of it. We're totally ignorant of Satan's devices. So he's getting an advantage of us. And potentially you might be destroyed for lack of knowledge, not knowing these things that I'm going to get into today, because there's a lot of things here regarding a lot of warnings going out regarding children, what 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 they're being exposed to now, what um, you want to watch out for, what you would let them do and what you don't want to let them to do. Now, see, these are Satan's devices, and it's very essential that we go over those things and that they are made manifest. But we don't, I'm not going to get into the gory details of what's going on here i've probably said too much in the past regarding that and i'm not saying i'm perfect regarding this um but this this particular subject is is um probably one of the ones that gets me the most fired up and angry and righteously indignant and um i just had a, a longtime listener accuse me essentially that um he sent me this thing on Trump that, that he was this great guy and, and did all, all of this stuff about the child sex trafficking, which again, I've got into that in times past. And, and um, I'm very suspect on the actual real extent that that actually really did take place. And I've got again, over a hundred pages of documentation exposing Trump and his connections into um, a lot of things that are very, very evil and wicked. Okay, but he said something to the effect that this is what I wanted, meaning I wanted Biden in and I wanted the thing with Trump uh, to go away so there would be unfettered access to children. That's what he was implying. So, um, yeah, you, you, uh, (laughs) I tell you, of all things you accuse me of, I've done report after report after report exposing this wickedness praying against it, crying out against it, exposing it. Trump was never our savior. He was all part of that same satanic team. He did his part. He tagged Joe Biden on the way out like tag team wrestling. And now it's Joe Biden's turn to come in and represent the left. We got four years of the right, of the facade that, you know, Trump is going to do whatever and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. What did we get? Well, we got the COVID-19 and we got more 5G aggressively pushed upon us the time. We got more an we have more of an aggressive vaccine agenda that kill shot than we've ever seen and Trump was right on the spear tip of all of those things. I can go over report after report after report of all the wicked things Trump did in office. But yes, is it go is are we going to see a whole other level? Yeah. Because they've taken the gloves off. Too many people were waking up. And they couldn't keep Trump in any longer, I believe. So they had to go to plan B, which I do believe was Biden, which is going to be much more aggressive approach. It was like New World Order light with Trump. And now it's going to be New World Order heavy with Biden. They're both on the same team. They're both two sides of the same wicked coin. They're both wicked devils. okay? But now we're going to get that other one so this report is entitled pure evil the boys and girls being sold for sex during covid 19 and super bowl up to 500 children are trapped was this any different under trump last year no what about the year no no okay so i mean this has been going on and it's been increasing okay i d- i know i've done reports on that that were very 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 heavily questioning how all this stuff that we would see—it's—it's it's very along the lines of Q, where oh things are getting so much better and this and that—and it—it goes all along the line of the arrests are imminent, they're all going to go to Gitmo, the bad guys are taken out, the the sex, the pre- predator, the, listen, the predator networks have never been worse, and we're just right off the the back end of Trump's four years. So, you know, if he had totally eliminated those networks, why are they? Why are they worse now than ever? I understand Well, Biden's been. He's only been in office for, you know, is it like he was inaugurated like three weeks ago? If that, not even quite that. And you're telling me he's totally responsible now for what I'm going to be reporting on today? No, 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 no. This has been a big group satanic effort for a long, a decades and decades and decades to get us to this point. Trump played his part in the whole bringing about the New World Order. And now it was time to pass the baton to Biden. Okay, so up to 500,000 children are trafficked each year and their ages are getting younger and younger. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in America alone, nearly 800,000 children go missing every year or roughly 2,185 children per day. And this is according to official statistics. People are like, well, I don't understand why, why, why don't they have 2,100 in, in 85 Amber alerts per day? Why don't they have all this on the back of milk carts? Because they're only going to cherry pick certain ones and make you think it's a very isolated thing. All of these, these kids that go missing, a lot of times they're runaways, they're, they're a lot of times kids that were already kind of off the radar, potentially maybe homeless. Um, These types of, we're going to discuss that here. Okay. So, this starts out uh, even in the midst of the COVID 19 pandemic, there's no stopping this year's Super Bowl showdown between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. While the winner of the Vince Lombardi trophy is up for grabs, we know who the biggest losers are the hundreds of young girls and boys, probably thousands, some as young as nine, and I'm sure they're younger than that as well who will be brought, bought, and sold for sex as many as 20 times per day during the course of the big game. I I, I just cannot wrap my head around this. And wrapping, even if you were wicked, do, I mean, do you understand? you got to have some kind of indicator that you're going to rot and burn in hell forever. You, you, you I mean, deep down, come on. I know your conscience is seared with a hot iron. I, I cannot wrap my head around why somebody, I mean, I, I understand they're demon-possessed of the toenails and they want to have sex with kids and they want to defile, I, I get it, but it's just, oh, wow, this is just incomprehensible. The Super Bowl is kind of deemed as the weekend to have sex with minors. No, you didn't read that quote wrong. Said Cammie Bowker, founder of the Global Education Philanthropist. Okay, so I'm just I'm gonna play this quick video. This is from a local news report out of um, Greenville, South Carolina, and they're just they they put out this little video here on this particular subject, and this is where we get this this quote from that lady the, of the founder of the Global Education Philanthropist Cami uh, Bowker, where she talks about this. So I'm just gonna go ahead and play this
1: for a lot of people, but experts say it is those parties that historically have been a target for trafficking children.
2: Who would have known? Seven News' Sophia Redabaugh shows us how technology has made tracking these types of crimes even
3: harder and how parents can protect their kids according to global education philanthropist, super bowl weekend is the number one time children are sold for sex on american soil now more than ever technology is being used to do this and one expert i spoke to said parents need to be on high alert the game millions of americans gather together to watch
2: it's just the biggest party that our country holds is pretty much super bowl
3: but for some it's a very dangerous day the super bowl is kind of deemed as the weekend to have sex with minors. As the founder of Global Education Philanthropist, Cammie Bowker says during Super Bowl weekend, more children are sold into human trafficking than any other time. People
2: want the largest experience, bigger than life, um, throwing the biggest party.
3: Bowker says it's not just an issue in the city where the Super Bowl takes place.
2: Yes, it happens more in the area where people are flying in to partake of all the festivities, But that's not the only place that Super Bowl parties are happening. All of our neighborhoods are having friends over. Um, All the people are everywhere getting together, right? So, no, it's just not strictly to Vegas, to Tampa, or to any other American city. Um, It's it's everywhere.
3: And how this happens? The... Internet changes everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it doesn't matter which media platform it is. Falker says sex traffickers flock to the Internet more than ever during Super Bowl weekend. I know a
2: case where a girl was getting
3: trafficked on uh, Snapchat via live stream. A case she says might have been stopped if her parents were aware. That's why she's urging moms and dads to pay attention. Know who your kids are talking to online. I know that we, um, As parents,
2: it's sometimes easier to just not get in a confrontation with them. Believe me, I know I am a mom, I understand for sure, but know who they're talking to online.
3: And there are places to identify where sex trafficking is taking place, especially during Super Bowl weekend, one of those being hotels. If you see signs of trafficking, call law enforcement immediately. In Greenville, Sophia Radabaugh, 7 News.
0: Okay, So we have that, um, which, we're, we're going to go forward here now with this report. It's common to refer to this evil practice, which has become the fastest growing business in organized crime and the second most lucrative commodity traded illegally after drugs and guns as child sex is child sex trafficking. But what we're really talking about is rape. Adults purchase children for sex at least $2.5 million times per year in the United States. Now that's just what they know about. Who knows what the actual real uh, statistics are. It is estimated that a number of children who are at risk of being bought and sold for sex could fill 1300 school buses. Yet as shocking as those numbers may be, this COVID-19 pandemic scamdemic has resulted in even greater numbers of children being preyed upon by child sex trafficking. Traffickers, According to a recent study on human trafficking during the pandemic, the scandemic, I'm sorry, Thomas Reuters in the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, school closures due to the pandemic, which has forced children out of school and subjected them to more online exposure and have made them especially vulnerable to sexual predators. The Internet, with its webcam and chat rooms, a necessity for virtual classrooms, has become the primary means pimps target young children one in five kids online are sexually propositioned through gaming platforms and other social media and those non-contact i mean you might not have known that they're getting propositioned through gaming platforms you know and other kinds of social media and those non-contact oriented forms of sexual exploitation are increasing and again this is why it's so important that you educate your children on this because not to be that they're not ignorant of satan's devices and, and you start them at their i mean i started taylor at very early ages about you know things of this nature and you know she turned out pretty good and she's very savvy and she's very um uh, aware of these types of things when she's out and about in these types of things she doesn't hardly do anything on social media you know there's just you know it's just um it it's just no good most of the time i mean social media has been so taken over and the whole thing with the social media and, and all of the 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 things that go along with that that I've got into in a lot of other studies, it's just not something that you know either of us have ever really gravitated toward. Um, and again, now all of those platforms are being taken over, and including YouTube and all the major social media platforms, and they've been di- data mining people's information for you know as long as they've been around. And that's a big reason why they were created in the first place, at least one of them. All right, so getting back to this report, continuing, it's not just young girls who are vulnerable to these predators either. According to USA Today investigative report, boys make up about 36% of the children caught up in the US sex industry. About 60% are female and less than 5% are transgender males and females. Consider this, every two minutes, a child is bought and sold for sex. In Georgia alone, and it's probably a lot more than that, but in Georgia alone, I mean, how do you really keep track of something like that? You know, is there is there somebody there with a with a you know, a clicker that's clicking them off? I mean, most of this stuff gets done in in the most secretive, secretive places. So how are you this is probably just what I'm saying is this is probably just a very small drop of the bucket to what actually really goes on and this is just america this isn't including the rest of the world where this stuff is going on you know i mean it's it's literally i mean we are in a very much like a a sodom and gomorrah type world situation and we know how that turned out with sodom and gomorrah god always has to judge wickedness his mercy is is i mean Praise God for his mercy, but there will get to be a point where he has to judge wickedness. And this is what we should be praying for, God's righteous judgments against this wickedness and against all wickedness that, like this that we're seeing. Because that's really the only hope, is for God to judge wickedness. Uh, going forward here, in Georgia alone... It is estimated that 7,200 men, half of them in their 30s, seek to purchase sex with adolescent girls each month, averaging roughly 300 a day. And again, this is just what they know about. On average, a child might be raped six th- by six thousand men during a five-year period. Yeah, I—that's I, pretty h- tough to get your head wrapped around. Oh, God bless them. It is estimated that at least 100,000 to 500,000 children girls and boys are bought and sold for sex in the usa every year with as many as three hundred thousand children in danger of being trafficked each year some of these children are forcefully abducted others are runaways and still others are sold into the system by relatives and acquaintances so now before i go any further i'm just going to get into some bible verses regarding defending and protection of the innocent and in children uh, we'll start with psalm 82 verse 1 and go to verse 4 god standeth in the congregation of the mighty and basically, I believe this is what this means is God speaks and he says, How long will ye judge unjustly? And we talked a lot about that lately, where like the Bible talks about in Isaiah, where there's no when there's no judge justice and judgment in, in equity and true righteous judgment going on, that society will always inevitably degrade into something very horrific and god will withdraw his hand he'll he'll withdraw his protective hand like it talks about in isaiah so how long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked which is now the norm i mean look at Hollywood. if you're like For people that have all their little idols, and and I mean that literally, and they call them idols, you know, Hollywood idols, music industry idols, sports idols, a lot of these people are doing the most wicked, evil things. Maybe not every single one of them, but especially in Hollywood and those types of circles, behind closed doors, you're accepting the persons of the wicked when you do that. And then it says Sila, which means basically like pause and reflect and think about that deeply. Defend the poor and fatherless do justice to the afflicted and needy this is what god's telling everyone to do defend the poor and fatherless and to do justice to the afflicted and needy deliver the poor and needy rid them out of the hand of the wicked god wants us to rid them out of the hand of the wicked i i just i, I pray god would just translate me to these these uh traffickers these pedivores and these child molesters and, and and you know just tell me what to do god i'll do whatever you tell me to do no problemo no problemo whatever you want i'll do it gladly i would i mean i would gladly die to defend these little ones, these ones that this is being done to. I've had stuff done to me, not anything sexual, but like what my dad used to do to me. And um, like when he'd get mad and he'd beat me, and you like, <laughs> I mean, my dad was a violent, violent dude. And then smother me to the point of almost death, where you just about black out, you just about know you're gonna die. And if you've never been through anything like that, I tell you what, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something, that, that'll, that'll wake you up to the realities of, of just this. And I, don't, I didn't have it near as bad as, as these children that, that are in this all the time. I was never sexually abused or anything like that at all. I just, I just had the other, I had the physical stuff going on. But my little amount of experience regarding all that And knowing how that feels as a child, when you're so helpless and you feel so out of control and you feel so weak and unable to change your situation, I can't, and this goes on by the millions, every single stinking day, send me God, here I am. If I have to die for this, praise God, praise the Lord Jesus Christ, send me Make me your battle axe and weapons of war like the Bible says to go forth and annihilate the wicked by whatever means you see fit. That's my prayer to God for myself. The Bible says deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. Here I am God, here I am. And I know a lot of you are the same way. I I don't really think this is a... This is something that you know God's going to call the women to physically go out and do. And I'm not saying that we're supposed to go out there and you know grab our whatever weapons and and literally and go out and whatever. I'm not saying that, but you know, I'm saying if God would translate me, and I'd be on His agenda and on His timetable and be sanctioned by him not running ahead of god okay but in lockstep with god i don't know i i know that i gotta believe god's had it up to his eyeballs with this i mean this has got to be an absolute grievous stench in god's nostrils every single moment and he knows about it all we don't even know one one Quintillionth of what God knows. Matthew eighteen ten. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that there, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of the Father which is in heaven. Jesus Christ speaking there. Mark nine thirty seven. Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me wow what what happens when you molest them and you torture them do you know that that you're going to have to go through that same thing in hell and then the lake of fire for eternity you're going to have to relive all that over and you're going to have to feel now i'm going to talk to my listeners i'm talking to anybody that would do that they're going to have to relive that over and over and they're going to have to feel that extreme Helplessness that the little children feel that I've experienced to a certain extent. You know. Which to me, that was like the worst thing because I couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't do my dad was like 230 pounds. I'm like, you know, 50 pound kid or whatever. He's on top of me with a pillow over my face. And I'm talking, I'm talking, you know, I'm talking, he didn't just have it on there for a second. I'm talking it was like, okay, I'm gonna die. There's something that, that takes place, um, it's called the Riddick reaction, when you are, your body knows you're going to die and it's you, you go number one and you go number two all at the same time. You're blowing, basically you're blowing ballast. It's a survival mechanism because, you know, and I that that happened to me, you know, when my dad would do that to me. So I know what extreme fear is like in a children. And that's why I'm, I, I, I get so, I'm not, I'm not that 50 pound kid anymore. <laughs> oh God, use me, send me God. Oh please, in the name of Jesus Christ, send me. No problem, no problem to die. No, no problem, be an honor, absolute honor, praise God. But I would hope it would not be until legions of these devils be taken out. Legions and legions and legions. That's why when I got that email from that that listener today, it just, are you serious? Are you serious? You're accusing me of that? Oh man, dude, of all things you could accuse me of, that I'm happy that basically that uh, the child sex trafficking is what it is wow (laughs) oh boy anyway um whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name jesus said receiveth me and again what okay what would be the opposite whosoever molest one of these children and torture them and sacrifice them and drink their blood it's like you're doing it to jesus So, I I can't even imagine the punishment in hellfire, in the lake of fire, on that one. And whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me, meaning God the Father. Psalm 127, verse 3. Lo, lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. It's God's reward. Not an accident. They're in heritage of the Lord, the Bible says. Mark 9, 42. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, Jesus Christ talking, shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me. It is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. That's a pretty bad way to go, if you ask me. I, I threw these other verses in Acts 20, 31. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn everyone uh, night and day with tears. Okay, so that is is called being like a a watchman, okay? Which is what the apostles did in addition to all the other things that maybe they did on a daily basis. But he said, watch and remember, I did this for three years. Well, I've been doing it right now for about 15. Now, I'm not saying I'm better than... Um, I'm, I think this is Paul saying this. Um, but, and I, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. I'm so, I am I get listeners straightening me out all the time on little things I might mess up, and I'm sorry. Sometimes they're bigger, sometimes they're littler. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm trying to keep all the stuff into my head. Um, yes, that was definitely Paul. Um, all right, so... Going back to this. Um, so by, by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And then 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, um, Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be ye strong. Quit means behave. Okay. Behave as an adult, in other words. And be strong watch stand fast in the faith not into every wind of doctrine which I'm seeing now more than ever I mean it's just open season on the Bible doctrine it seems like now never heard so much heresy coming at me on a weekly basis and I don't mean I don't mean my listeners so much just what I've seen and like hearing it's like my word what oh First Thessalonians five six. Let, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Now, what does that word "watch" means? Well, Strong's the um defines it as um it's it's translated twenty one times as watch, one time is wake, and one time is be vigilant. It basically means to give strict attention to be cautious. Uh, to take heed lest through remission and indolence some destructive calamity suddenly overtake you. Well, again, that's why we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Lest he get an advantage of you. Lest some destructive calamity suddenly overtake you. Now, And, and, and I, I, I know you hear me say this a lot. And it's really the cornerstone of this ministry, those types of verses, because there's so few ministries that I've ever seen that are really out there warning their sheep about all this impending evil and about the evil going on in the world. And some of it may not be applicable to people in the church, but at least they would know to pray about it. You know, Don't you think those children would want you to be praying for them? But if the church is totally unaware, you're not going to hear this at, at 99.9% of the 501c3 churches, or maybe not that high of a percentage, but you know maybe 99%. They don't want to do anything to to mess up the, they don't want to violate their government contracts with their 501c3. They don't want to have people walk out because uh, because their sermons are getting a little bit too, a little bit too uh, graphic, a little bit too um, hardcore for them to deal with. And again, I'm not saying all preachers, but a lot, increasingly, and the Bible says it would be that way. All I'm saying is we need it now more than ever. So Proverbs 14, 25 through 27 says, a true witness delivereth souls. Hmm. That's why I like to put out tracks wherever I go. What I'm doing now is I'm taking the one-page sheet I've got on 13 things the mainstream media is hiding from you about COVID. And I got that like in a printable format. Print it out one page, fold it into a quarter, okay? Slip a track in there in one of the folds of paper. And then if I go someplace, like if I get, I don't know, if I'm out and about and I get it somewhere, I go somewhere, I give that with a tip to them, okay? And they're more they're more than likely to read that because you're giving them a tip as well um or i'll put them in like the little uh you can put tracks in the the little things at the gas stations there's all kind of little slots especially chick tracks because they're a little thicker so a lot of times there's little slots or little places you can put the the tracks in there and information about covid and things like that anything to get the truth out Um, A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. So if you fear God as a parent, the Bible says your children are going to have a place of refuge. Now, I think it would depend on the children. I mean, if they were like totally off and in the world and, you know, turn their back on God, I think that would be one thing. But particularly if they're under your care you know something to think about the fear of the well the bible says the angel of the lord encampeth around about them that fear him fearing god and delivereth them the fear of the lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death proverbs 31 8 and 9 they say open thy mouth for the dumb in all the cause of such as are appointed to destruction well would that be regarding these little children that are gonna ultimately die in these systems these child sex trafficking yeah well don't call them dumb okay kjv strong's uh word h483 which is the one that corresponds with that word dumb what what does that mean what is the biblical usage of that word dumb means mute silent dumb or unable to speak well if a child is caught in a child sex trafficking network they're unable to speak for themselves they may be able to speak to their captors but they better watch what they say but they're not able to actually have a voice they're not actually able to to cry out maybe you know they can cry out to god in prayer but a lot of them probably don't even know about god you know so we are supposed to open thy mouth for the for the those that are unable to speak in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Well hey, we have 800,000 kids going missing every year just in America. That's a lot of people, that's a lot of kids that are appointed to destruction. And I'm not saying I'm Mr. Gold Standard about any of this. I mean, I can't be a dedicated intercessor. I I'd, I'd have to shut down my whole ministry in order to do that. I'm trying to field so many different Bible and health questions and it's just, it's so much. And it's been 15 years straight of it now. Well, actually 20 years really, but it's just gotten progressively built and built and built. Um, There's just gonna come a day when I probably have to, I won't be able to do it anymore. I won't be able to do that and the ministry. Uh, that's why I say when, everybody, when anybody emails me, I appreciate you keep it as short as possible because I really don't have the time I just don't. If I don't respond back to you, just understand, you probably sent me something that was just way too long for me to respond back to. And there's just no way. One person can only do so much. So, and I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just saying. And then the next verse says, Proverbs 31, 9, open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. So these are things we as Christians are supposed to do. Um, now going back to this report it says child rape has been becoming big business in America this is not a problem found only in big cities it's happening everywhere right under our noses in suburbs cities and towns all across the nation as Ernie Allen of the National Institute for Missing and Exploited Children points out the only way to not find this in any way in any American city is to simply not look for it yeah and and this is why Satan wants you ignorant of his devices. He don't he doesn't want you looking for any of this stuff. And the churches are all too more than willing to oblige most of the time. They're they're all more than willing to just give you the lukewarm sermons. And sometimes you can go and you can hear a good sermon, but it's it's not so much what they're what they're saying so much of the time, it's what they never say. Like they don't talk about Disney and all their links to child sex trafficking and pedophilia and all the way they you know raise their stars like miley cyrus and to get into that i mean i've done like 12 part study at disney or all this other stuff they just don't want you they just don't think well it's necessary evidently for you to know that type of information you know um going further it says that uh no doubt about it this is a highly profitable highly organized and highly sophisticated sex trafficking business that operates in towns large and small ranking in upwards of 9.5 billion a year in the u.s alone by abducting and selling young children for sex every year the ages of girls and boys being bought and sold get younger and younger as well the average age of those being trafficked is 13. Yet, as the head of the group that combats trafficking pointed out, let that sink in, what that average words means. That means there are children younger than 13. That means 8, 9, 10-year-olds. Oh, well, we're going to see next. That also means babies. Okay, in the next report, we're going to get into. There are minors as young as 13 who are being trafficked. Noted a 25-year-old victim of trafficking. They're little girls. This is America's dirty little secret. But what or who is driving this evil appetite for young flesh who buys a child for sex otherwise ordinary men from all walks of life they could be your co-worker your doctor pastor spouse writes journalist tim Swarans, who spent more than a year investigating the sex trade in america um catholic and protestant churches have been particularly singled out in recent years for harboring these sexual predators catholic and protestant okay Twenty years after the clergy sex abuse scandal rocked the Catholic Church, hundreds of sexual predators—priests, deacons, monks, and laypeople—continue to be given work assignments in proximity to children. <laughs> in many cases, the abuse continues unabated, although much less publicized. The sex crimes with the Protestant Church have been no less egregious. For instance, an exposure into the Southern Baptist Church leaders by the Houston Chronicle documents over five—I'm sorry, seven hundred—child sex victims who were molested and uh, sent explicit photos or texts, exposed to pornography, photographed nude, and then repeatedly raped by youth pastors. Mm. Some victims, as young as three, were molested or raped inside pastor studies and Sunday school classrooms. I mean, again, they just, they all need to die. They just all need to die. And, I just, my, my whole prayer is just, God, I, I pray you rain down your righteous fury and judgment on these wicked devils. Why? That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God that they would wisely consider of God's doing and the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in God and all the upright in heart would glory according to what Psalm 64 says. That's the remedy. When God judges wickedness, good things always happen. But how many Christians are actually praying for that for god to judge the wickedness because that has not happened on a mass scale wickedness has overtaken the world essentially and will bring us into the new world order see satan's got to have a lot of wickedness going on to really bring us into that new world order and it doesn't get any worse than this what we're talking about today um, then you have the national sporting events such as Super Bowl, where sex traffickers have been caught selling minors, some as young as nine years old. Yet even if the Super Bowl is not exactly a windfall for sex traffickers, as some claim, it remains a lucrative source of income for child sex trafficking industry and a draw for those who are willing to pay to rape young children, according to criminal investigator Mark uh, Ch- Chatterdon. I'm sorry, these buyers. The so-called ordinary men who drive the demand for sex with children represent a cross-section of American society. Every age, every race, every socioeconomic background, cops, teachers, correction workers, pastors, etc. And and then there are the extraordinary men, such as Jeffrey Epstein and Trump, uh, the hedge fund billionaire, because they were good buddies. But I'm sure that Trump never did any wicked thing with Jeffrey Epstein, even though they were bosom buddies and lifelong pals. Oh, until... You know, it became inconvenient for Trump to actually be buddies with him, even though he got him out of numerous things. And even though Epstein was recruiting the children that they were primarily from mar lago through Ghislaine Maxwell, I've gotten into this over and over. And there's all kind of firsthand accounts of of girls like 13 years old and younger where they went in there and Trump was there with Epstein and they provided sexual favors to both Trump and Epstein, and they were both in the same stinking room. But I guess they're all lying. I guess Trump was totally puritanical, and he would have, why would you, if you're not a slime bag, why would you be around another slime bag like Epstein, and not ever figure that out? Come on, please, spare me. i don't buy it and i and i've got a 50 that one that one pdf alone is uh that one word doc alone is over 50 pages on that on just the weird sex stuff with trump you know how many people women have accused him of rape over the are they all lying the legions of women that have said trump cornered me in this bathroom or in some dressing room or whatever he put his hands all over me he went nuts i mean he tried to pay Stormy Daniels off, the porn star. I mean, why would he do that if he wasn't guilty? Trump is a slime bag and has always been a slime bag. Anyway, because um, I still have people emailing me trying to defend him. And it's like, well, you know, just save you. Please save it. Refute these this hundred pages of information and get back to me. And they're still pushing out the Q stuff and acting like Trump's in control and he's going to save the day. Had another one from a a listener the other day saying, it's 6.30 tonight. There's going to be some gigantic thing happening. Trump's going to reassume the reins. And I'm like, like, oh yeah. I said, and when this doesn't happen, and it didn't, you know, just go on and and slop more of that that pig slop up. And just keep believing the lies and keep believing all the excuses and the lies. Just like Q's been telling you and all the false prophets have been telling you for the last four years just keep believing the lies and just keep smoking that hopium because yeah Trump's gonna come and save the day no it's it's only increasing just going before it's news on any given day and it's just all, all that's all it is still um then there's the extraordinary men, such as Jeffrey Epstein the hedge fund, uh, they're saying he's billionaire and know, convicted serial child molester who was arrested on charges of molesting raping sex trafficking dozens of young girls same time he was good buddies with trump as well or at least partly only to die under highly unusual circumstances if he even died that's very debatable it is believed that epstein operated his own personal sex trafficking ring not only for his own personal pleasure but for the pleasure of his friends of business well one of the main reasons and he's admitted to this and i got in it and i've read the quotes from that people have heard him say, it's to blackmail. It's not for their pleasure. It's so that he can blackmail all of his associates, like Trump, so that when whatever thing the Illuminati needs from them in the future, in this particular part of the cabal, the synagogue of Satan, the Zionistic, Kabbalistic practicing Jews, that you know are in charge of that, and that were in charge of Epstein, that they will have gigantic, you know, dossiers on numerous amount of high-level people like trump that they have blackmailed to the hilt so that when they're called upon to do what is ever required in the future they're not going to get out of line because they know what's at stake if they don't so um Let's see here. According to the Washington Post, several of the young women say that they were offered to the rich and famous as sex partners at Epstein's parties. At various times, Epstein ferried his friends about on the private uh, plane known as the Lolita Express. Men like Epstein and his cronies who belong to a powerful wealthy elite segment of society that operates according to their own rules skate free of accountability by taking advantage of the criminal justice system that panders to the powerful wealthy and the elite. Still, Where did this appetite for young girls come from? Well, from them being demon possessed to the toenails. But uh, then it says, Look around you. Young girls have been sexualized for many years now in music videos, on billboards, and television ads, and in clothing stores. Marketeers have created a demand for young flesh and a ready supply of over sexualized children. And I mean, you look at those, like that documentary that Netflix put up there, that Cuties, and then the whole pageant thing that they've got with the little girls where they dress them up like hookers and parade them around what kind of parents do that are you serious Uh, you know all these different ways they sexualize little girls i mean we little girls good lord i mean it's, it's it's incomprehensible um in a market that sells high heels and babies for babies that's nice and thongs for tweens it doesn't take a genius to see that sex if not porn has invaded our lives writes Jessica Bennett for Newsweek whether we welcome it or not television brings into our living rooms and into the web and the web brings into our bedrooms okay and the web brings it into our bedrooms according to a 2007 study at the University of Alberta as many as ninety percent of boys and seventy percent of girls aged 13 to 14 have already accessed sexually explicit content at least once. This is what Bennett refers to as the pornification of a generation. Indeed, as I have documented in an earlier column, the culture is... Now, this whole report I'm reading from has links to every single thing we're citing. It's all linked. Okay, so if you want to avail yourself to that and you want to know more about a particular sentence that I talked about, well, the links are here for the PDF for this state. Um, the culture is grooming these young people to be preyed upon by sexual predators. Social media makes it look all too easy. As one news center reported, finding girls is easy for pimps. They look on social networks. They and their assistants cruise malls, high schools, and middle schools. They pick them up at bus stops, on the trolley. Girl-to-girl recruitment sometimes happens. Well, that's what Ghislaine was doing with Jeffrey. You had this adult, classy looking older woman would approach them and she would approach them at Mar Lago, Trump's, where they were acting as whatever, um, and you know, make them an offer they couldn't refuse. And it sounded real legit. Oh, these are all these rich people and they wouldn't ever, you know, that's how they do it. So foster homes and youth shelters have also become prime targets for traffickers and again that's what Ghislaine and them did they they targeted like the trailer parks and places where these these children had no other way out and they were desperate for an escape because they knew that they were most vulnerable rarely do these girls enter into prostitution voluntarily many start out as runaways or throwaways only to be snatched up by pimps or larger sex rings others persuaded to meet up with a stranger after interacting online through one of the many social networking sites find themselves quickly initiated into their new lives as sex slaves according and we've already cited this according to the national center for missing and exploited children and there's a link to this nearly eight hundred thousand children go missing every year that's according to their official statistics that's straight from reuters they're actually admitting this that's roughly 2185 children per day going missing and that again that's probably not even accurate it's probably under if they're admitting to that much it's typically under with a growing demand for sexual slavery and an endless supply of girls and women who can be targeted for abduction this is not a problem that's going to go away and this is going on all over the world too you know oh man for those trapped it's not it's a nightmare from beginning to end and i i I cut out a lot of the gory detail stuff in here because i told you i wasn't going to give that to you but i want you to be aware of it you know, and it is on the prayer list. I have it in the, the prayer list for, you know, at the start of every PDF. But um, something that we need to always be aware of. And they're not even getting into this here. But what about all the ones that are brought into this so that they can be not only sexually abused, and, but then ultimately sacrificed, used as human sacrifices to Satan and eaten? The, that's called pedophore. They're eating them and drinking their blood and and getting their terrorizing them to the point where when they're killed then they take their blood and it's got the maximum level of adrenochrome in the blood because the adrenochrome is secreted at the maximum right before you're going to die if you're being terrorized so that's why they do that it's part of their occult ceremonies they believe they're vampirizing their innocence and their youth and, and they get like this ultimate high from the adrenochrome that they get addicted to I mean, it's so sick, you can't even comprehend it. I mean, it's just, ugh. Um, Those being sold for sex have an average life expectancy of seven years. And those are living in a nightmare of endless rape, forced drugging, humiliation, degradation, threats, disease, pregnancies, abortions, miscarriages, torture, pain, and always the constant fear of being killed or worse, having those you love hurt or killed. I just, impossible to comprehend this stuff. Warning, horrific content. Reuben A. Verstugi was arrested last night for allegedly soliciting, possessing, and distributing extremely violent child pornography depicting infants being violently raped by adult men, police say. Now, I'm not gonna go into any greater detail than that. The, the report does go into it. I want not advise you even go there. Here's a picture of this slime bag from the pit of hell that needs the purification of hellfire so badly. He needs that. That's the therapy he needs. Because I'm sorry, I don't see a lot of people ever coming forward i've been to a lot of churches and i was an alcoholic and i got saved or i was a thief and i i've never heard somebody that was raping that was a child molester now i'm not saying it hasn't happened i'm not saying it couldn't but come forward and say i got saved if that is happening it is happening at such a minuscule rate that it would be almost a, a statistical anomaly because I do believe what the Bible talks about in Romans 1 where men burning after men, women burning after women, and that's just homosexuality, okay? But that they're turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things, the Bible says, which are not convenient, meaning apt, fitting, or proper. They're turned over to a whole different level of demon possession when you have that dynamic going on. And I think this is a whole other level beyond that. Their conscience has become seared with a hot iron. They don't have a conscience anymore. This devil doesn't have a conscience. This slimy little devil. This Verastugi. Prior to his arrest, he worked for a Republican policy group. And prior to this, he worked for the establishment Republicans in the Senate. Between March of 2020 and February of 21, an investigation revealed the suspect distributed, received, and possessed images of child pornography. The DC Metropolitan Police said in a statement. They revealed that on Friday, the twenty-seven-year-old Ruben Verstugi of Northeast DC was arrested and charged with distribution of child pornography. Police released a screenshot reportedly showing Vestugi describing his love of baby rape videos. And I, I I'm not gonna say any more than that. It gets into it. all the stuff. He what he thought he was in was some kind of chat room. For other deviant, hellbound devils like himself. And um he was being very candid. I mean <laughs> send me God. <laughs> send me. Here I am. And, and these verses keep coming into my head, and it's where Isaiah goes into the um The throne room, okay? Isaiah 6, 1. In the year the king Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, and with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly, meaning with two wings. And then it goes on to say, um, but he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. He realized he was undone before God, before holy God. Because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Then one flew of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this touch thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. And then in verse 8 it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then Isaiah said, then said, I, here am I, send me. And he said, go tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not and see ye indeed, but perceive not. And it goes on, but I don't know, that verse rings true. God's asking, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said, I, here am I, send me. Just, I, I think God, a lot of times it's just about your availability. Are you willing to? You know do whatever god wants you to do reminds me of the subject that we're talking about today so going back to this report uh, it says that uh, according to his LinkedIn profile very has worked for entrenched conservative causes since 2012 so this little devil from the pit of hell and this is typical these types of people are in the pulpits, they're deacons, I'm not saying everybody, but that's where they will gravitate. It's the perfect cover for a child molester, or worse. I mean, and worse, I mean child like a pedivore when they sacrifices and eats children. He's done this since 2012 when he interned for Students for Life of America, a pro-life group. He has worked for a long series of pro-life groups in addition to Students for Life with Live Action, March for Life, and Texas Right to Life on his resume. You talk about no fear of God. Right in there. Right in there. The biggest devils you can imagine. Now, I'm not saying everybody in those groups are evil. Obviously, no, I'm not saying that at all. But again, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Satan tries to put his his devils in these organizations, to leaven them and to weaken them and to bring evil into those organizations. The wolf in sheep's clothing. They're ministers of Satan that appear as ministers of righteousness, and the Bible talks about that. More recently, veristugi worked for the Republican National Committee in the United States Senate. Perfect While working for the Senate, he was the senior digital strategist for the Senate Republican Conference, where he worked under the establishment Republican chairman, John Barrasso, Republican of Wyoming. Hal Turner, now, was one of the many that put out this report. This is not conjecture. This did happen. But Hal Turner, I I thought he made some good remarks. He says, you're a smart person. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a couple of simple questions. Would any member of Congress somehow not know what this guy was about before he got hired? Are we to believe that there was no FBI vetting of this guy before he went to work for a U.S. congressman? How does a guy like this get hired by multiple Congress members and work in high-ranking Republican circles unless the people in those circles are doing the same thing as this guy? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Remember, to get to those levels, typically you've gotta go in there and rape the, you know, rape the 13-year-old boy or girl. And they've got all the film on you. Yeah, they might have got you drunk. Yeah, they might have tricked you, but they still got the footage. And then you're gonna definitely do whatever is called upon. That's how they compromise all these high-level politicians. Even if they go in, let's say, with good intentions, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Um this is what they do to them so that they're blackmailed so that the whole and you're telling me trump wasn't blackmailed (laughs) come on of all people next report uh pedo empire sean stone interviews former mk ultra Child to adult, sex slave, Kathy O'Brien, which you've heard me talk about many times. In this exclusive interview, Sean Stone interviews the world-renowned Kathy O'Brien about her life and all the things she's bore witness to. She was one of the first people that came out about this particular subject back in the 90s. I read the book, her book, Transformation of America, 1995. I read that book and I put it down. I'm like, I never want to read that ever again. I mean, it is a just horrifically brutal. It's it's something where it's not written from a Christian perspective. Um, and I don't mean like she's cussing. I just mean she describes what was done to her in pretty graphic detail by the highest level politicians: Hillary Clinton, Dick Cheney, Clinton. Uh, you know, this is before. Uh, we got into the obama era this is 90s and so many other congressmen and how this is just standard procedure and how she was born into this generation i'm gonna let her talk a little bit here but i'll tell you what that book rang true and every single thing she has said and predicted regarding our wicked evil sick government is all bore out as truth a lot of times when when it first came out people are like oh there's no way that's true or real Well, I'd say she's been absolutely vindicated over and over and over again. Kathy O'Brien is the author who claims to have been a victim of a government mind control program called Project Monarch, where she uh, alleges she was part of the CIA's Project MKUltra. O'Brien made these assertions in Transformation of America, which was released in 1995. And then another book, I didn't know she had another book, Access Denied for Reasons of National Security. She released that in 2004. I didn't know she had two books. Both of which she co-authored with her husband, who was the one that rescued her, Mark Phillips. Uh, now I'm just I'm gonna play oh about 11 minutes of this of this video, so this will kind of dovetail and round out what we were talking about with the whole child molestation. Then we're gonna move on. Okay, so when I went to to click on this link, even though I put it up, I literally added this today. It was already gone off bitch shoot. So evidently the censorship now is moving out from YouTube where they're taking videos down like the same day. Now, I mean, evidently, BitShoot And I had to actually go to, it's pedoempire.org. Satan, sodomy, and the deep state. And um, yeah, it looks like they're... But again, this is why I have my own website. Because when you have your own platform... If you've done enough to done enough to reasonably secure that, they have a lot harder time, you know, because it's yours. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and just play about 11 minutes of this.
1: So, uh, Kathy, you're one of the most um, famous survivors of um, child uh, trafficking since you know since your youth. Um, your story has been out there. You've written on this subject. So. I guess if I could, if I don't want to necessarily re, rehash the whole story over again. Um, but essentially, can you just give people a, a certain just a, just a quick taste of um, the decades that you that you went through and you've endured um, trafficking and abuse? Um, just and give like just a very sort of brief summaries for those that are completely unfamiliar with you, but we don't have to go into all the details.
4: Well, I, I was born into a multi-generational incest-based family, and at the time, MK Ultra mind control was already being implemented by the CIA. They were combining what the Jesuits knew about mind control, because the Catholics learned a lot about the effects of trauma on the human mind through the Spanish Inquisition and Crusades, and, yep. and all like that. So, I was. Um, now,
0: I've done more studies exposing the catholic church probably about as much as earlier than i even have on exposing islam now islam is another one that just pedophilia is rife i mean it's part of the religion i mean muhammad took his favorite wife at six aisha that was his favorite wife he said it but in his mercy he didn't supposedly consummate the marriage till she was at the ripe old age of nine so the Bible says, "If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do?" Islam was always a devil death cult from the beginning, and its founder was a world-class child molester. So, they there—it's no wonder that you know child molestation is such an integral part of Islam, uh, wherever Islam's really being practiced freely. And, and really not held out. Now, granted, wherever Islam goes, this will be, this will, they will do this in society. But it just may not be out quite in the open as it is in, like, Pakistan and Afghanistan. You know, the dancing boys of Afghanistan. Do a keyword search for that. I mean, that's just right out in the open. Or Pakistan and their chai tea boys. It's right out in the open. I mean, you know, there's no hiding in it. So, Petah, the, the child molestation is an integral part of both Catholicism and islam but it's really more ingrained in islam than it is any other devil death cult that i know of
4: actually targeted for having been born into this multi-generational incest-based family and at the time the local politician who was sanctioning child pornography in order to target children like myself was gerald ford and gerald ford of course went on to become elected president the gerald
0: states. ford she said he was the main one
4: United states and so that's how i ended up being a presidential model mk ultra mind control slave my father received immunity
0: she was she I mean she literally was a presidential mk ultra mind control slave for what i don't i guess gerald ford um bush bush one bush two i believe and then the uh the clintons um and then a whole host of other, like, politicians and senators and people like that.
4: From prosecution.
0: Oh, Ronald Reagan, too. Oh, yeah. She's got some real special stuff to say about good old Ronnie that I can't repeat here. That I mean, she just says it very matter-of-factly. This stuff that, you know, just sick. Just totally sick. I mean, anybody at that level, guys, I'm just telling you, they're wicked. They're evil.
4: Received lucrative military contracts. And this was back in the real early 60s. So it shows that the corruption that we're seeing finally come to light today has been actually going on behind the scene for decades. I mean, I'm I'm in my 60s now, and this happened when I was just uh, a, a very, very small child.
1: And so exactly, I know that your story began when you were a child and then uh let's get into you mentioned the generational concept which many people have, have understood uh, mind control um and this the ritual abuse side of it um oftentimes say that you know it's it's i, I almost correlate it's like a fraternity or a sorority where it's like there's this initiation process and it's the psychology of oh i was abused so now i'm going to abuse the next one that wants to come in right in the initiation process and so your own lineage you're saying was uh was abused and what was who, who, were, the, who were the perpetrators against them in, in your lineage?
4: Um, It was political and it was through a, a blue masonic lodge and it was also a cult um, through through my lineage. The reason that multi-generational children are targeted is because after three generations an attitude like that becomes autogenic and so People who are abusive and raised in an abusive environment usually go on to abuse in their their families as well. In my particular case, I did not seem to inherit the trait. I was considered like a, a hundredth monkey or something. I mean, something was very different about me from the start. So mind control was used full force. I have— um, So
0: because she wasn't—I'll translate that. Because she wasn't as demon-possessed to the toenails as the brothers and sisters were— because of the generational curses that are passed down when you commit these types of things. They went after her way harder to try to break her and to try to get her into that whole satanic um, mindset and that's where a lot of the abuse came in. I I think that's what she's saying. But see, Kathy's not a Christian and she's not gonna acknowledge that aspect of it. Even though it is basically the 800 pound gorilla in the room if you actually research it scripturally.
4: Six other brothers and sisters that were raised um, by the same parents and for the same purposes, but they weren't subjected to the strategic, scientific, MK Ultra mind control program that I was. I was subjected to that because apparently I didn't inherit those traits that so many people do. So when people abuse their children, they usually go on to abuse, and it becomes a cycle. And that's how um, Satanism has proliferated. For so long, and it's just the way our brains respond. The more we learn about mind brain function, the more we'll understand how mind control has been around for so long and gained so much traction over the years.
1: But can you, um, you said that your family had occult practices beyond your father being in the Masonic Lodge, correct?
4: Yes, my father was raised in an occult atmosphere. And when he made child pornography of of me, it was I was also being prostituted to local politicians and policemen, and and then the Catholic priests. And because in Muskegon, Michigan, where I grew up, there was a an a effort to um, refine.
0: Okay, now Muskegon, Michigan. There's a there's a show called like Lost Civil War Gold, and I accidentally saw this. Thing the other day, where this I don't know supposed Christian guy was helping to produce this, and I've watched some of the show. And Muskegon, Michigan has got to be ground zero for high level, very very. I mean, I'm talking back into the 18th because they stole. It appears as though they stole um, the a uh, considerable amount of the um, Confederate gold. After the Civil War was over from Jefferson Davis on this wagon train load. And they buried it. And five years later, they literally ran a railroad from Muskegon, Michigan down to Georgia, where they're at, in order to just be able to dig up the gold and transport it on the rail cars. Because if they try to transport it by wagon, those wag it would take a lot of wagons and it would be a lot more identifiable and you have to understand it's gold so the wagons would really sink into the ground a lot more but on a train you'd never notice it and these guys that were in muskegon they were all high-level freemasons and they were they were part two of the guys were part of the the uh north uh i don't know seventh michigan whatever that got jefferson davis now i may not be accurate on every single one of the points here but they got in league with another high-level Freemason, and he was in Muskegon, and he was the guy that became the railroad baron and a banking baron and ended up do, uh, donating, like, by the time it was all said and done, I think even on when he died, he donated, like, $16 million at the time. And this was in the, I don't exactly know what year he died, but we're talking early 1900s to late 1800s. Like, $16 million in money to the town they've got all these monuments to the guy his name was i think charles hackley he built the hospital he built the bank he built the whole town square essentially and, I'm t- and then he made he made this elaborate tunnel system under the town and this is all in muskegon michigan and supposedly one of the guy one of the co-conspirators that got mad found out about one of the he was getting the gold out of out of his bank in order to launder it in utah and it was going across lake michigan and in the middle of the night some uh lighthouse watchman saw um them push off a box car into lake michigan because they knew it was hackley's box car with the gold I, I don't know if he was doing it for revenge or whatever they were never going to get it again because you know at the time they didn't have that kind of technology to go down and into you know scuba dive and this is like you know 1800 late 1800s okay and the lake is typically you know anywhere you know 40 to 50 to 80 feet deep where the box car would have been they got no way to get to it so i don't know I, I don't know if there's if there's validity to that part of it but muskegon michigan from what i've watched in the show it was an absolute total hotbed of Freemasonic knights templar hackley was at the head but all these guys were co-conspirators and they were all in the freemasons and it's just amazing and i thought to myself as i was watching it i'm like man that town has got to be so wicked and so full of like generational wickedness and curses and all these tunnels that go under the town a lot of them have been filled in But again, what do pedivores, what do child molesters do? They want to be out of the light of day. And they were saying, well, the tunnels were there to transport the gold. I'm like, that would have only been applicable like a couple times. It's not like they're going to constantly be moving the gold around. He had gigantic vaults in his bank that they could store the gold in. Okay, so there had to be more to it. They were under the high school that he built, under the school that he built, and a lot of them connected underneath houses like Hackley's house and all these. And it's just so weird. The amount of money that would have taken back then to do. Evidently, Hackley had aspirations of actually maybe even becoming the president of the United States if he could have pulled it off. But it's so interesting. She's from Muskegon. And I've been, I've been kind of like watching some of the show when the Civil War Gold and thinking man this town has got to be pure evil. And her evidently that's a hotbed for this type of MK ultra mind control type of thing. And here Kathy O'Brien's just confirming that even more.
4: MK ultra mind control the very science of it. So as soon as my father was uh, as soon as he agreed to sell me into MK ultra mind control he was flown to Boston, Massachusetts to be taught by Cardinal Law how to raise me in the project this is the same cardinal law that was ahead of that Catholic child abuse scandal that came to light a few years back and instead of being prosecuted for the horrific crimes against children that he perpetrated he was given um, one of the most honorary jobs was in the Catholic Church and and uh, flown to Rome for his, his new job you know so they, they end up promoting these people that are involved in the deliberate MKUltra Mind Control because it is strategic and a structured um, effort that is based in the New World Order. It's what Adolf Hitler termed the New World Order. It's what George Bush termed the New World Order. And the New World Order is what we're experiencing today. The Catholics wanted to be
0: The one world church in the new world order. Uh, Ivanka, I really believe is an MK Ultra, and Trump was her handler. There's a lot of evidence of that. Some really, you look at those pictures of her and Trump—incredibly sexually suggestive pictures of her and her dad when she was like, you know, anywhere from eight up to, you know and evidently there's a lot of first-hand accounts of a lot of the girls that Trump has raped where they've told him where he has told them you remind me of my daughter Ivanka and they're underage okay and that was the thing that attracted him to them I've read all this stuff before online about that guy okay and you look at those pictures and there is no way anybody's going to convince me that those sick disgusting pictures of him and Ivanka that one where they're both sitting on those two stone parrots that are mating and Ivanka's looking at him like this like oh you're my lover she looks stone out of her mind she's like i don't know 13 maybe wearing a very inappropriate top with butterflies on it which is also an mk ultra trigger thing uh uh-uh, uh i'm sorry Trump is a sick cookie
4: because they were so heavily involved in MKUltra mind control because the the whole concept of the way this this domination um, and suppression of the human spirit and free thought is necessary for the new world order where a handful of big guys make all the money and have all the power and the
0: control the domination suppression of free thought and that's what we're getting now with this all this slave training with wear the masks stay six feet apart take the test take your vaccine which the test is nothing more than torture and where they're in nanotech and Morgellons fibers up into your cribriform plate i mean it's torture you don't go to the cribriform plate unless you're trying to torture somebody You know now they're doing anal covid swabs in china and they're going to try to bring those here anything they can do to defile you and to slave train you and to to see what you'll take and then take your covid kill shot or you won't be able to whatever it's all about slave training and compliance
4: then they needed to be like the one world church in the new world order and they were going to use a lot of the occultism because Satanism is really a reversal of the Catholic mass and it has a horrific impact on the mind because again so many generations that have been conditioned in Catholicism for example which is you know how they perpetuate the religion then um, the occultism comes in and it has a, a, a significant effect on the minds of the people as well so the, the New World Order is a mind control effort And the Catholic Church has been involved from the get-go, and they were in in with it with the CIA to create a stronger form of mind control, which they have technologically, scientifically, and otherwise. They have refined it to um, an extreme science now
1: absolutely i mean people don't understand what mind control means just think about the nature of obedience compliance wear your mask or you know or to you know which scientifically doesn't isn't even effective against the virus but wear the mask you know because that makes you a good neighbor and it makes you you're doing it for you know for the for for the benefit of all this sort of you know this fairy tale reality um and if you don't you know you'll be punished if you don't take the vaccine you can't travel i mean all this is a form of mind control and this is a very you know, in a sense, it's a banal form because people have the op- uh, the option of seeing through it. You experienced something that was traumatizing. But going back to um, your origin story and how your mother was involved um, in this, essentially, because obviously it takes two parents to to, to allow something like what happened to you. Um, how, how, what was your mother's in, uh, role in this and why did she allow it?
4: Um, my mother was had been abused too, and she was suffering from what used to be termed multiple personality disorder, and now it's termed dissociative identity disorder. But it's a compartmentalization of memory that occurs within our brain when trauma occurs. So that when abuse happens or an extreme trauma happens, the brain actually sections the memory of that event off. And the neuron pathways in the brain actually physically shut down. It's like a protectionism mechanism of our brain. If people who are skilled at okay K-Ultra mind control are acutely aware of that particular brain function, we all need to know that under any circumstances when trauma occurs, we all become more highly suggestible. If it's a kind of trauma that is... Um, torturous or abuse or are deliberately structured and creates the compartmentalization that's one thing but there's still the heightened suggestibility in my mother's case she had been exposed to enough at a high-level aspect of things to have compartmentalized memory when a person has compartmentalized memory they have no continuity of thought they have no awareness of what just happened they therefore have no concept of time they don't have an ability to be in control of their own mind and life and in my mother's case it was exactly that way i don't know how my mother would have been if she had healed and been in control and actually been able to live life's purpose as as life is intended to be but she was not able to do that so she couldn't think to protect me any more than she could think to protect herself in my case it was a little more extreme where my daughter Kelly was concerned I couldn't protect her at all because I couldn't even protect myself from mind control with no continuity of thought there's no ability to stand up for anything that you believe in Right. and ultimately that's what mind control of a whole nation does too is it starts eroding the ability to take a stand mm-hmm. to stand with the for the moral aspect of society In so many ways, mind control is a spiritual um, warfare battle in that without free thought, there's no free will. Without free will, there's no soul expression. With no soul expression, there's no, no strength of spirit. And without that, there's no ability to make any kind of a moral decision. So my mother was not in a position in any way to make that moral decision against my father. She was extremely traumatized and went on to have, um, six more children to raise in the project. So there are seven of us, of us kids in all. But like I said, mine was the one that went into the absolute robotic structured MK ultra mind control,
1: uh, aspect. So talk about how does that program work? Essentially. I mean, you could basically, okay, so
0: this goes, it goes on for a, like a, into the hour about for about an hour. Or so I gave you the updated link. I don't think this link will be taken down. Um, And you can always search for it, too. Um, It's actually entitled Satanic Empire, the number two, Kathy O'Brien Raw. So, I was able to find it on a search engine, so I was kind of surprised. Because sometimes you can, and sometimes you cannot. Uh, All right, and I want to cover this one last thing before I close this part out. And this kind of relates to what we talked about last week. I had a listener send me this, and... I, I label this proof, the Seventh-day Adventists believe and teach that the Catholic Church papacy received the deadly head wound of Revelation 13:3 in the year 1798. Okay, this is the this is the deadly head wound that the Antichrist is going to receive. Okay. Well, they believe that the Antichrist isn't the Antichrist, and he it's actually the Catholic Church. And that deadly head wound was delivered in 1798. And in the year 1800 or two years later, they teach that that wound was healed. Really? Yeah. But this is why we say, you know, stay away from all these cults. They're, I mean, where do these people come up with this stuff? My listener, Ida, said, that lady you cited in your last study just might be a closet Seventh-day Adventist. And I, I, I said that, yes, she might be. She's got some dynamite information, but she's promoting Walter Vaith, who's Seventh-day Adventist. Now, the information I'm going to read you from is directly from their Seventh-day Adventist cult doctrine. And this is entitled, When Was the Papal Deadly Wound Healed? revelation 13 3 and i saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast okay and that's in re- basically in regard to the antichrist in 1848 the great revolution which shook so many thrones in europe drove the pope from his dominions his restoration shortly after was through the force of foreign bayonets which alone was upheld till his final loss of temporal power in 1870. The overthrow of the papacy in 1798 marked the conclusion of the prophetic period of over 1260 years of evidently the papacy and constituted the deadly wound prophesied in Revelation 13.3. Are you kidding me? how biblically illiterate do you have to be to write such a statement as that but then again the seventh day adventist death cult just like the jehovah witnesses just like the mormons were just that from the beginning they were death cults which were full of lies and misinformation and supposedly extra biblical teachings i mean Number one, the Antichrist, the false prophet, weren't even on the scene. Obviously, they're not even on the scene now. You know, over two hundred years later, has Jerusalem been has has the um, temple of Jerusalem been rebuilt? So the abomination of desolation can be committed according to, uh, Matthew twenty four, like Jesus. No, that that hadn't happened. Then he hasn't happened now either. Has um the antichrist confirmed the covenant with many nations in jerusalem for a week for seven years no hmm now these are all things that would be taking place when the deadly head wound would be healed the reason i'm bringing those up the tribulation would have had to have started the wicked would have had to been revealed according to second thessalonians chapter two verse three meaning the antichrist That wasn't revealed back then. They say it's the papacy. Well, I thought it was going to be like a man. Somebody that appeared as a man. No, it's the papacy. It's just the most asinine, biblically illiterate thing I've ever heard. But I think a lot of this is getting commingled with a lot of the current stuff out there regarding the end times. Wild theories where this type of stuff is getting commingled with it. So just be on guard for all of these heresies out there. Again, listen to my teaching on just key in, um Gog Magog. That's, that's the teaching where I do like the seven-year tribulation and abomination of desolation and all that. We talk all about that. I, I kind of gave you a little piece of it last week when we talked about the seven-year tribulation. So this goes on to say, the prophet, this was prophesied in Revelation 13.3 to come to this power. But this deadly wound was then healed. So, okay. Supposedly, the Antichrist got his deadly head wound in Revelation 13.3. But the wound then was healed in 1800. <laughs> okay, so. We're over 200 years off from the tribulation even starting. And the, and the deadly headwind would be healed clearly inside the tribulation period so i guess i don't know if they they believe they were in that seven-year period back then shows how delusional the seven-day adventists were well when you have a witch that starts your death cult her name's ellen g white well this is what you're gonna get it's what you're gonna get in 1800 another pope was elected his palace and temporal dominion were restored and every prerogative except as mr crowley states and I don't mean Alistair Crowley, but Crowley says that of a system, systematic persecutor was again under his control and thus the wound was healed. I'll tell you, this is why the Bible says, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and his heart departed from the Lord. This is why I tell my listeners, don't trust in me. Don't trust in any man. Don't trust in any preacher. You, you be like a good Berean. You search the things out to see if they be so like the Bible says you're supposed to do. Good Bereans. If you had your own Bible, and that's all you ever had, there is no way on God's green earth you would ever come to this conclusion on your own. You would have to have some devil death cult teach you this heresy in order for you to believe it. So be careful who you put yourself under. While they promised them liberty, like the Seventh-day Adventists, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. Seventh-day Adventists are just one of the many pseudo-Christian death cults, I mean pseudo, meaning fake, death cults out there that are ensnaring people, ensnaring them in their false works-based doctrine and taking them to hellfire. They believe that Sunday worship is, is the literal taking of the mark of the beast. That's what they believe. They're that delusional. Now I've done a whole teaching on Sunday versus Sabbath that you can access, where we talk about that. Now it's not really; it's more it's more oriented toward Hebrew roots people and those that say well, you got to keep the Sabbath, but I think it would accomplish the same thing. So then it goes on to say the deadly wound was given to the first beast in 1798. The wound was healed when the papal government was restored, and another head created created and another head created to the Catholic Church has been shown um Pius the seventh was elected in 1800 when the deadly wound was given um and a second beast was seen coming up from the earth oh really? it really was seen coming up from the earth okay yeah okay 10 four in that. And all the work described in the life of the beast comes down this side of 1800. I mean, this just, is such rank heresy. Jesus Christ said to the disciples, he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. This is a great example of that concept. Leaven. I mean, leaven is like, you know, the, what you put in dough to like make it rise. Little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. Because it goes and permeates the whole lump and it makes the whole, it permeates and the whole thing, okay? I mean, this is beyond leaven. This is just flat out rank heresy. So I wanted just to kind of go over that real quick. And now we will go to part two and uh, go from there. So God bless you and see you in part two.